I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View. It's Friday, and I'm here with Anna Navarro. This is Behind the Table. Hello, Anna. And Chacha. And Chacha, of course. Of course, Chacha really almost deserves top billing at this point. Um, but we are here with Chacha, whose uh, head is on the table and is the cutest thing in the world. This is very exciting. This is late-breaking information. We're getting set up here, and you have your iPad on the on the table. And I look over, and I notice that Barbara Streisand follows you on Instagram. That that's that's high-level stuff. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I didn't. First of all, I didn't know, and I didn't even know how to check if somebody <laughs> follows you. Right? I mean, I just got taught by people here how right. to check those things. I don't even know how you noticed. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just yeah. It's she follows fifty-seven people, and you're one of them. That's that's impressive. She doesn't follow you? No, no, she doesn't no, follow me. you're not that interesting. Definitely true. But you know who does follow me that was who? very exciting? Who? Uh, the actress who plays Marsha Brady on The Brady Bunch. That was an uh, absolutely incredible moment for me to realize that I am followed by uh, Maureen McCormick. That's very exciting. It was very exciting. Yeah, that was, that was a high point for me. Um, all right, so Sonny was here yesterday, and we followed up on the uh, thank you card conversation, the thank you note conversation. So let, let's get down to the bottom of it here. Uh, did you or did you not send Joy and Sonny a thank you note for their wedding gifts? I didn't send anybody anything. Okay. And, but here's the worst part, though. Yeah. So remember, I uh, I had the cards made. I have hundreds of cards uh, made, beautiful cards with monograms, my monogram, Al's monogram, the entire thing, the same theme as my wedding invitations. I spent a lot of money on these thank you cards and then somewhere in the middle, how can I be writing thank you cards when I come here every, two times a week? I don't have time. All I have time to do is go into a plane and back. And then COVID came, and all I did was eat and drink and make Instagrams of cooking. I mean, and, during and COVID, drinking. you might have had time to fill out thank you cards, Wait, theoretically. Uh, Brian, I had a very <laughs> tough COVID, okay? Yes, Can did. we just talk about the fact that my husband, you know, had yes. three surgeries. And, yes, I'm sorry. And, and went to the hospital with COVID. Yes. So I had a tough year. Uh, in co- I, listen, I didn't do the thank you card, but I gave it to them yesterday. Live on air. What else do these two bitches want? Thank you, bitches. Yeah, that was that was an iconic moment. Um, there was some discussion of whether they were the only ones who didn't get thank you cards. Like, for instance, some of your famous friends that you mentioned from time to time, we were debating. Nobody got Longoria thank you cards. Get- Gloria Estefan didn't get a thank you card. Nobody got Gloria Estefan didn't get a thank you card. Eva Longoria didn't get a thank you card. Nobody got thank you cards. It's it's. Uh, also, during COVID, my assistant, mm-hmm. who was supposed to do all of this, and I was just supposed to sign my name, right. moved, was one of the people who needed, you know, who moved from Miami to Greenville, South Carolina, or God, or is it North Carolina? South Carolina. Okay. So she's one of these people that moved during COVID to have more space and more fresh air and mountains and green stuff and all of that. And so what was I going to do? Sit there and... Write 200 thank you cards? I understand. Okay. I, I think that's Too much fine. work. Yeah. I mean, uh, did Barbara Streisand send a gift? No. Okay. <laughs> I would have sent her a thank you card. Yeah, I know you would have. I, know I you would have definitely th- sent Barbara Streisand a thank you card. All right. Well, just be prepared. Actually, what... I think they're really nice. I think thank you cards, um, handwritten thank you cards, yeah. you rarely get them these days. And when you do, I think they're very significant. They're very nice. So maybe it's something I will. What's the what's the deadline by by when? How many years after marriage are you allowed to still send thank you one cards? One year, I think. I think it's one year. Okay, into so the I'm done. 
So I'm done. dead. Well, I mean, so at that, this point, all I have, I, I, I gotta like renew vows, get married again, do something, right? I think you should uh, tweet out that segment and say, just for the record, everyone that went to my wedding is gonna get a. By thank the you way, card. but the entire gift thing yeah. was stressful to me because, you know, when you go, so I didn't want to have a gift registry. Right. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I have my house. I have everything I need in my house. I don't need anything else. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, I have too many things. I, I need to like purge, and. Um, I didn't want to have a gift registry, but my best friend, Lee Schrager, said to me, you need to do this. You absolutely need to do this because if you don't do it, it's going to drive people crazy. People want to give you a gift. You're going to end up with all these gifts you don't need. You're going to end up with all this stuff you don't want. Make it easy for people. Do it. And then I had to go places and they give you this gun. Did you have to do oh, that when you got married? the best part of being engaged. I love oh, the, the registry gun. That's amazing. Ugh. And then... And then there were like right wing blogs and you know media outlets <laughs> Going through your, your that, registry? that criticized me for my registry, which was like thirty six dollar <laughs> you know items. It wasn't like you know I wasn't asking for five thousand dollar baccarat right. crystal goblets. I was you know asking for like practical stuff because they made me do it. And then I had to do thank you notes for the stuff that I didn't want in the first place. Very stressful. Yeah. It, I mean, that I enjoyed the registry part. I thought that was cool. My wife didn't let me actually pick anything I really wanted. But but I do think my friend Lee has a point because when I go to weddings or when I, uh, you know, baby gift. showers yeah. or things like that, it really does make life easy. And you feel like, OK, I've this is easy. I've fulfilled what I have to do. And I don't have to think about it. I like the idea that you're giving someone something they actually want. How do you feel about gift cards? Do you feel like that's uh, like a lazy I hate gift? Them. Yeah. Yes, I, I think, think so too. But so I don't like them because I think they're very—they're not personal. It's like they take no work. But when you have like teenage yeah. kids mm-hmm. uh, that you're giving gifts to. Their parents always say to me, you know, the best thing you can do is give them gift cards. My older daughter, Grace, turns 12 tomorrow, and the best gift for her would be a Sephora gift card or a Starbucks gift card. She just, that's all she cares about right now. Oh, my God. She's into makeup, huh? I, I mean, uh, moisturizer and skincare, and, and I complain about it. And I mean, that's what, what 11-year-old needs to take care of her skin? She has perfect skin. You cannot yeah. complain about this. If there is, you know, people ask me for advice all the time. But yeah. Why? I have no idea, but apparently... I look like I have a, a, I think a face do. that gives advice. Yeah. And I used to always, like, particularly when I went to colleges and things like that, and, you know, young women would ask me for advice, and I'd always come up with something kind of significant and poignant to say as, as advice. Mm-hmm. Lately, my advice is moisturize. <laughs> okay. If there is anything, you know, I regret and wish I had started earlier in my life, it is taking care of my skin. All of a sudden, when I turned 50, one day I opened up the, the mirror in the car and you know those car mirrors show everything. They are unforgiving. They are horrific. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy Lord, I'm wrinkled. <laughs> and I started basting myself like a Thanksgiving turkey with everything. So I I am now like a convert of vitamin C serum. Uh, and it's got to be serum, not mm-hmm. creams, because serums for some reason sinking better into the skin uh hyaluronic acid i mean I, imagine i even know how to pronounce this i even know how to spell it i mean i was going to say I, i'm standing about or sitting about two feet away from your face right now and i can't see a line or a wrinkle anywhere so there's a lot of things in here all right i'll take your word for it um all right so going back to the show other things we talked about today which was uh probably my favorite segment and unfortunately preempted in new york if you were there um was our conversation about group chats so the group chat um Tell me about this. You're on some group chats with me and the hosts, and uh-huh. you include me. Do you you enjoy the group chat? I think. 
Well, the group chat with you is always fun because you never know. First, if you get uh, if you get a sign of life from Whoopi, <laughs> that in itself is a, you know like a minor miracle. Yeah. Then you know Joy will usually say something tart. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, we send each other things. I'm on a group chat uh, with Al and his kids and their spouses, and that is very practical because there's a lot of them, mm -hmm. and so scheduling. If I had to do stuff. You know, one by one, it would drive me crazy. I'd be at it all day. So that, to me, is very practical. And then there's group chats I need to get myself out of that I just ignore, delete. And sometimes I get, you know what I also hate? There's sometimes these group chats that are like all these people and you don't even know who they are. And all you have are these numbers, right? So you don't even have the name that belongs to the number. Right. They assume you know who it is. I, I hate that. Yeah. Like, I, you know... Now, it's annoying. And uh, Whoopi, you made me laugh because Whoopi is on some of these chats. She instantly removes herself from them every time. It doesn't matter. But then because a lot of times people pick up an old group chat and start talking and then she's back on it again. And she's, <laughs> you know, what the hell's going on? I mean, you could Whoopi very rarely picks up her phone at all. She usually FaceTimes rather than make a phone call. So that that's the way to get her generally. But um, she does not enjoy the several dozen text messages and memes or whatever we're complaining about and. Going back and forth. Gee, uh, Whoopi and I FaceTime when I was on the cruise in uh, in Europe because she was in Europe. Mm -hmm. And so we were on the same time zone. I really couldn't call anybody else. So I, had, I was like, Whoop, you got to answer the phone because you're like the only person who's, uh, who's awake uh, right now because of the time difference. We had so much fun FaceTiming from from uh, when we each other were in Europe. She's good on a FaceTime. And, uh, and then Joy is just hysterical on these chats because it's like talking to her in person. She just says whatever she's on her mind and she'll, I'm bored now, I'm hanging up, you know, whatever it is. It's just pure joy all the time. Um, all right, so. Joy said the most joy thing to me today. We were talking about somebody who uh, who's very nice, but, you know. And I said, oh, you know, do you think she'd th that'd be a good guess? I mean, she, I said, you know, that person's very, very nice. She said, oh, so what? Who cares? Nice doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I think that's true. Although she always, you know, the people she complains about, she ends up loving when they're actually here. That's the funny thing. But, you know, it happens. Uh, today, uh, we had Michael Simon. Everyone loves eating. I mean, yeah. that, was, that was a good one. Yesterday, your uh, good friend Jose was here. People were excited to see him, although annoyed that they couldn't eat more. Um He's a friend of yours, so you had a very specific question for him about Anthony Bourdain that I think was kind of poignant. Tell me about that. What were you thinking about that? Well, you know, Jose Andres, uh, who's this, you know, wonderful humanitarian chef, owns restaurants all over the world, uh, I think is the best Spanish chef in, you know, certainly in the United States. He and Anthony Bourdain were incredibly close, like best friends. Uh, they traveled together. They laughed together. They cooked together. They were just incredibly close friends. In fact, um, when Anthony uh, died by suicide, the last two shows that he had been filming, one was with Jose in Asturias, where Jose is from, and one was with another very famous chef named Eric Repair. Mm -hmm. That's where he was when he, when he, uh, when he died. And I remember, so Anthony's death, you know, I think shook shook all of us who knew him a little bit or who watched his shows, because I think we all felt like we knew Anthony Bourdain, yeah. right? He really put himself out there on, on these shows. Um, and Jose was in Miami in one of his restaurants shortly after Anthony's death, shortly after. And um, we were talking, we were drinking and talking, and I was asking him, you know, what did... What has this done to you? How do you feel? What, 
because I knew it had been really hard. He had literally just, he spent 10, 11 days filming with Anthony, uh, finished fil- for Anthony's show. Then Anthony went to France to film with Eric, and that's where he died. So he, Anthony uh, died by suicide maybe five, six days after he'd left 11 days with, uh, with Jose Andres. And Jose said to me, and it, it's something, Brian, that I tell you has stuck with me the rest of my life. He said to me that night, you know, Anna, regardless of who we are, regardless of where we are, you can be famous, you can be rich, you can have all these friends, and you can still be lonely. Yeah. And regardless of who we are and where we are, we have to check in on each other. And I have to tell you, Jose and I check in on each other a lot. I, you know, and sometimes he'll call me or text me and I'll, you know, and we'll be in different, completely different parts of the world. Sometimes when he's doing this work in places like Ukraine or Turkey, where he went for the earthquake, you know, places like that, he'll he'll be texting because I think he, you know, he feels to, uh, he needs to feel the, that, and it's, and it's taught me that. And I check in on people a lot, the people that I love because of that conversation uh, with Jose. We can't take it for granted. We can't assume people know that we care. Now, that, that's really important, I think. And it's interesting. I've been around enough people in my career who have outwardly fabulous, perfect lives that are struggling with things. It doesn't, you know, money, being famous, being beautiful doesn't necessarily mean you're not hurting and, and just really good at hiding it, too. So I, I think that's really good Nobody has perfect lives. No. I mean, no. it might look like that on Instagram, but nobody has perfect lives. But if you remember, we ha- that that year, uh, Kate Spade died by suicide. Yes. And then like a week later, it was Anthony. And people were like, wait, wait, you know, these people have everything. Right. What? What? And, and it's, you know, to your point. It's, yeah. And if they're struggling, what hope do the rest of us have when they have all that? But it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make things better necessarily. Quick, what's something that works so well, it's basically magic? Air conditioning? Noise-canceling headphones? Those little vacuums that scoot around doing all the work for you? What about selling with Shopify? (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify's the global force behind millions of businesses of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 a month trial period at shopify.com view, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com view now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash view we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search 
match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash view. Just go to Indeed.com slash view right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash view. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. You are going to the Beyonce concert. Uh-huh. This is very exciting. I didn't, very exciting. I did not realize you were part of the Bayhive. Listen, I wanted to go to her concert because it's been such an event all summer, it right? Is. I mean, it's 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 changed the economy between her and Taylor. between Beyonce and Taylor Swift. Yeah. It's been, you know, this this huge happening all over the world. All over the world. Beyonce has been all over the world and people have been swooning. I know people who've gone been to three, four concerts. And I'm not even just talking about Oprah and Gail. And um <laughs> And so I was out of the country when she was in Miami, so I'm I'm going next week to uh, the one in New Orleans, and I. And what you know, a great city to see her in too. Oh, That's fun. It's it's a great city to be in any day, and I think it's one of the last tour dates. And of course, I went online and bought myself every single silver article of clothing that there is, and then I read that it, there's no longer she's no longer asking us to show up. In silver, because that was a thing for September. So what is the dress code for this? Do we know? I have no idea, but I've got a lot of silver stuff, so I'm going in silver going whether silver they like anyway. it or not. Okay, that's fine. I think they, If they, they tell me now that it's pink, I'm sorry, I'm going in <laughs> silver. I think you can get by with it. I think uh, the silver was getting a lot of attention, so that'll be good. All right, so did I, you, are you? Did you go? No, I did, I, I did do Taylor with my oldest daughter uh, over the, uh, I guess, in the spring in New Jersey, and that was... How did your younger daughter feel about her not going? So at first, she was a little bent out of shape, but she and her mom did something special that day. They went to a Broadway show, and um, I t- my, my older daughter was more of a Swifty. Now they're both—she's caught up, and now they're both obsessed. But uh, that was just such a dad win for me to be able to just take her by myself and go. And, um, you know, she's in middle school, so, you know, she's been to the Eras tour. That's pretty good credibility. Um it was, yeah. it was it was really, really fun. And, and honestly, I love the show, too. Was, That's so sweet it was that you great. did that. You know, so you got, um, you have definite pop culture blind, blind spots, spots that we talk about. <laughs> but today, you, you, you threw a couple of things out there that I was very excited about. Schneider from One Day at a Time. Uh-huh. I enjoyed that. That's a 1970s sitcom reference from, uh, one, uh, for One Day at a Time with uh, Anne Romano and Schneider and Valerie Bertinelli and stuff like that. But it's always fun for me to see who at the table gets a reference and who doesn't. Joy will occasionally throw out a reference that 
nobody in the room besides Whoopi gets, <laughs> which I enjoy. Um, Alyssa's on the other end of it. She'll throw out something happening on TikTok or a reality show, and nobody at the table gets it, but a couple of people in the audience do. But Beyonce, that's right in the middle of uh, pop culture. I'm, I'm excited for you. This is good. Uh, yeah, this is this is in, this is very uh, outside of my comfort zone. But I am. Uh, very I feel like happy music. To be you're doing. better. I feel like music's better for you than TV and movies. Oh, I'm definitely better at music uh, than that. I and I get you know. So the, I mean, honestly, it's ridiculous. But I, because I, for example, know very little about hip hop. Right. right? But I have friends. I sound like Mitt Romney. I don't know anything about NASCAR, but I have fast. Yeah, I'm friends with Fat Joe. Uh, so um, so that's always uh, fun. And I get to learn a lot about them. So, And I, I have also huge uh, sports blind spots. Yes, you do. But you're friends with huge sports stars. But I, but not, I didn't know who they were when I first <laughs> met them. And I think that's part of the reason we became friends. Right. Right? Because I wasn't like, like fangirling uh, over... What, over any of these people, I, you know, I, I like them for who they are. I, I couldn't tell you a statistic of theirs if you killed me. Well, this is the key to being friends with famous people in my experience. It's uh, they never want to talk about the thing that you want to talk to them about. So the last thing you want to do when you meet Whoopi Goldberg is go up to her and gush about Ghost and Sister Act. She'll smile and be polite, but that's not what she wants to talk about. She, she might smile. Sports stars want to be actors and musicians. Actors and musicians want to be sports stars. That's what I've found. That, that's the interesting thing. And everyone's interested in politics. Well, yeah. Uh, we, we, I mean, with, with, with some of these folks, you know, we talk about sports, we talk about their kids, we talk about life, we talk about uh, all sorts of things. But I, um, so I, I think the, one of the people you're referring to is, I'm very good friends with Isaiah Thomas. Yes. From the Detroit Pistons, because it turns out there's two Isaiah Thomases who yes. are big <laughs> basketball players. I don't know who the other one is. Um, and... Isaiah was coaching in Miami uh, for a, a short while, um, and um, my ex asked me, you know, he said, "I'm I'm bringing somebody I'm bringing uh, somebody to dinner." I said, "Who?" And he said, "Isaiah Thomas." And I, and I said, "Who's that?" And so, you know, he said, "You know, Google him," and I did, and I still had no idea who uh, he was. And he uh, he was uh, living alone in Miami then because his family had not moved down and. Um, there was always good food in my house, so he would come over a lot. And he's really, I consider him like a big brother. But what, I have never in my life had a conversation with him about basketball. Right. Well, he's got plenty of those conversations <laughs> elsewhere, I'm sure. Um, all right. Well, this was fun, as always. Cha-Cha fell asleep halfway through it on the table, which... Uh, I, it's not you. It's, you know, she, I was it's, a little, it's the time. She's the cutest. I'm very thing. excited for next week. We have good stuff next week. We're not going to give it away yet. You did on Instagram already. Why don't you, you, you can say who's coming on. Okay, but then we can talk about it more. We'll talk. We'll tell the story next week. Okay, Carlos Vives is coming on uh, next week. Carlos is one of the really. He's a huge uh, Latin star from Colombia, uh, and he is just wonderful, darling person. And there's a very funny story involving uh, that booking that we'll talk about next week, and I'm excited about it, and we'll go into it. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Remind me what the story is next week. Yeah, don't worry. I, I'm never going to forget it. Cha-cha, you ready right. to go? Thank you guys very much. On uh, Monday, Sarah Haynes is back from her uh, excursion to a, fi a big wedding, and then we'll talk to her. Is she in Iowa? I'm not sure where she is, but it was a big family thing she had to go to. Um, people were writing articles. Oh, my God, Sarah's disappeared. Every time one of us goes uh, is yeah. missing from the show, people think we're, you know, we've been fired. You were abducted, you've been fired, yeah. Abducted, dead, yeah. you know. we got other stuff to do. <laughs> all right. Have a great weekend. Adios. 
Behind the Table is executive produced by Brian Tetta. Supervising producers are Nathan Getty and Summer Shake. The vice president of ABC Audio is Liz Alessi. And the executive producer of podcast programming is Laura Mayer. Special thanks to Lori Hogan, Enza Dolcenini, Emily Darcy, Susie Liu, Meg Fierro, Molly Kaiser, Josh Cohan, and Ariel Chester. The Girlfriend is a free weekly e-newsletter from AARP built on the belief that girlfriend power is everything. It offers stories for Gen X women related to sex, health, beauty, travel, and money. Whether it's a shoulder to cry on or help navigating the next phase of your life, visit thegirlfriend.com to subscribe. You can also join the Girlfriend Book Club, a closed Facebook group that hosts live author interviews and free book giveaways. Again, it's thegirlfriend.com because everybody needs a girlfriend.